Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the third episode of The Chinwag. We've hit the number three. This should hopefully be the holiest episode which we send out to you guys. <laughs> Susanna, welcome. Hello. Is that an alcoholic beverage? Yeah, it's, 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 it's just some gin, man. It helps me, helps me think. It's like, as Adam says, the holiest episode yet. <laughs> oh, well, moderation. To moderation. As you can hear, we have someone else with us today, our first guest on the Chimwag, Mr. Vinny Singh. It is I. I'm here. Welcome. Why am I, why am I welcoming? <laughs> anyway, yeah, good to, good to be here. Ten seconds on the podcast, he's taken over already. Vinny, for the benefit of those at home who don't recognise your wonderful voice, tell us about yourself. Who are you? How have you? Try and give us like a one minute summary of why you're in Bath and why you're at Woodcombe. I've existed since 1996 and I've spent two of those years in Bath. Uh, I work in Bristol. Um, I do neuropsychology in Bristol. Not very interesting. Don't worry about it. But I'm here. I'm alive. Are you married? Y- yes. I, am married. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I hesitated. Uh, <laughs> yes, Susanna, I am married. Actually, not a dating service, Susanna. Thought, <laughs> I thought you, <laughs> you would have mentioned Amy in your, in your introduction. Yeah, you asked about me. But then again, yeah, one flesh. You are one flesh, yeah. yeah. That is very true. Yeah, I'm married to Amy. She has existed since 1995. And now she exists in Bath. And she works in the hospital. She's a pharmacist. Indeed. And again, reminding our viewers, we record these podcasts on Friday when Vinny is married to Amy. Release them on Tuesday where Vinny will hopefully still be married to Amy, <laughs> depending on her reaction to this podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, how are we all doing? Have we had good weeks? What's happened? So I know how many people have watched Bake Off, but it was the Bake Off final this week. Do you guys watch Bake Off? Ever? I used to, and then Mary left Bake Off, and you know what? Paul Hollywood is a snake. Adam told me not to be political, but Paul <laughs> Hollywood is a snake, and so I left. Yeah, no, I used to appreciate it when it was on BBC, yeah. and when it went to Channel 4, part of me was like, kind of hoping that it would fail, just to like, spike Channel 4, but it, yeah. it was successful enough, and I can appreciate it when it comes on TV, but no. I don't actively go out of my way to watch it. No, it was really right. Good. And also, watching Strictly as well. I've realised that I've been watching Strictly since I was seven, every wow. year. I'm trying to think who the best joke hacks have been from the years. Mm. John Sargent and Anne Whittaker have got to be up there. But, um, can any of you guys dance? I mean, I can dance, whether it's any good is up for debate. <laughs> yeah, what do you like? I like a good Kaylee, man. Oh, oh yeah, I love a Kaylee. I'm told I, I have a very serious expression when I'm doing a Kaylee. That's probably because I'm quite <laughs> have to really focus yeah. on the one I dance with is like, why are you staring at me so <laughs> intently? That's the dance. <laughs> not um, right. Vinny, as a non-MT, non-student, what have you been up to? Well, I've, I've been on furlough on Mondays and Fridays. I've had some spare time. So I'm reading some books. Um, I am reading three books at the minute. One's a Christian book. One is a secular book. And one is somewhere in between. Ah, oh, marvellous. Tell us about the secular book first. All right. Well, it's a, it's an autobiography by um, NSA CIA whistleblower Edward Snowden, who in 2013 um, disclosed that America, Canada, Australia, and the UK is doing mass surveillance on its citizens. Oh dear, the, the CIA man. This has just flown up on their trackers. They're now listening in. 
<laughs> yeah, but it's an it's, it's it's an interesting book. It's um, I think at the minute the thing that it's making me think about most is um, national identity and about how you can you can disagree with what your government's doing, and you can still um, call yourself British and be proud to be British and English. And I think that's a healthy thing to do. You know, sort of as Christians, we should. We should submit to the authorities, but I think it's okay to disagree with them and, you know, put things up for debate in Parliament. That's what our system's there for. I think we've all just breathed a, breathed a sigh of relief. That, that wasn't too controversial, was it? Yeah, I think we can all get behind that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I think so. And, you know, and yeah, he, he's not violently against the intelligence community. I think, you know, they do a good job. It's just, you know, with any industry, there's problems in it. And, and it's good to highlight what those are. Mm, absolutely. Trying to think what I've been but, I've not been as intelligent as Vinny. I've just been working on a nativity script for some kids. Hmm. <laughs> nativity script? Is that is that a spoiler for what Whitcomb's going to be up to? Well, we've made an announcement. So we've let families know that we are planning to do a nativity and if they can get interested, we'll, we'll put it in the I didn't. Book. I didn't get to find out about this. Oh, I must have not read the bulletin. Did I not read the bulletin? Is it in the bulletin? Yeah, you're right. You're the bane of our existence. Really. People <laughs> who yeah, don't true. read the bulletin. <laughs> I, I do sometimes. I do sometimes. How have you found being on furlough? Is it the best? It is the best. Um, you know, I remember Clover preaching and he was saying, you know, I'm going to do an impression of Clover. You know, like, <laughs> for some people, <clears throat> for some people, lockdown's been really difficult. And for some people, it's been a really great opportunity. And I'm one of those people. <laughs> I, I um, had a really good time. Please email the MTs and tell them what you think about the impression. It's our next segment of the podcast where we talk about our thoughts of the week. So... Vinny, tell us. What have you yeah, been? so I've been, so the third book is uh, Nick Needham's four-volume Church History, which I know you've been looking at, Adam, as well. And it's really, really, really good. I love her church history. I think it's really important for Christians to study church history. Um, and I think that it's, it's, it's more than just important. It's really enjoyable. It's really beneficial. And one, one part that I've been very much encouraged by is uh, reading about the life and teachings and controversies of Augustine, uh, Bishop of Hippo. And um, it was, it's a very, it sounds complicated, but it's a very basic concept he was dealing with in the church in Africa. Um, it was the argument of something called ex opera operanto and ex opera operanti, which basically means um, by the work done or by the work of the doer. And so by the work done is ex opera operato. And that means that when somebody does a baptism or they perform the Lord's Supper, um, the validity of it is not dependent on their own personal integrity. It's dependent on it being performed correctly in the way that the Bible teaches it to be done. Um, and, and, and it's still spiritually efficacious because it's not the uh, presbyter who's doing it, but Christ himself. And the reason why I found that particularly encouraging is to know that each time you take communion, it's not uh, me handing it out or some other church member handing it out. It's, it's Christ himself. And, and you get to really enjoy that uh, personal, real presence, blessing of Christ in, in the supper. I found that really encouraging. Oh, wow. That has set some very big shoes for us to fill with our thoughts of the week. Right? <laughs> I'm going to graciously offer you the chance to go next okay. and to, to follow that. Um, so I've been preparing my first T2 talk that I'm going to do today um, on Philippians 3 verses 1 to 11. Um, mm. And I didn't include this in my talk because it was a bit to, to keep it to time. So I was reading about what it means to know Christ, which is a big part of the, of the um, section, and mm. how like 
knowing Christ goes deeper than any other relationship. Like, because you, you can know someone through um, recognizing them or know something about them or you know what they do or you spend time with them or you're, you live with them and you're married with them, which I guess is the, the deepest way you can know someone else. Um, but when it comes to Christ, like we know him through experience in the sense that we know things about him, but then he is those things for us. So like this, this um, quote from Spurgeon kind of explains this quite well. So I just thought I'd read it out because it was um, really encouraging. So it says, they tell me he is a refiner that he cleanses from spots. He has washed me in his precious blood. And to that extent, I know him. They tell me he is a breaker and that he breaks shackles. He has set my soul at liberty and therefore I know him. They tell me that he is a king and that he reigns over sin. He has subdued my enemies beneath his feet and I know him in that character. They tell me he is a shepherd. I know him for I am his sheep. They say he is a door. I have entered in through him and I know him as a door. They say he is food. My spirit feeds on him as on the bread of heaven and therefore I know him as such. And um, yeah, I thought that was really powerful when I really liked that. So I thought I was yeah. That is the, he, he has such a way with words. Yeah, he really does. He does. I wish I could do that. Oh, okay. Susanna just laid <laughs> another big pair of shoes for me to fill. Dear me. Uh, my thought of the week comes from my one-to-one I did this week, which was in chapter two of Ephesians. I'll just read the first four verses. Uh, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air. The spirit of it is now at work in the sons of disobedience among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. I like, I actually read the first five verses. <laughs> and I think in the past, I've always kind of focused on, I was dead and now I'm alive. And wow, praise God for that. But this week, it really struck me of when I was dead, I was actually doing all manner of hideous things against God. I was an enemy of God. I was yeah, living my life opposite to God, spitting in his face. And it was during that period in my life where God loved me and God graciously made me alive and saved me. And I had a fresh appreciation of just how loving God is based on how horrible I was and yet he chose to love me at that point. And it, it really struck me up. It's a love which just goes beyond my comprehension because I could never imagine doing that for somebody mm. or myself. So, yeah, praise the Lord mm. for his love and mercy. That mm. is my thought for the week. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Susanna got a song stuck in my head last week of, and one of the lines is, you're the God of wow. <laughs> and I've done the wow there. But in many ways, there's a strong the, theological um, truth. Do you know the Owen Wilson, like, wow thing? Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> So never wow. I hear that song, it's like the God of Wow. The God of Wow. Wow. <laughs> Do you like my Owen Wilson? Is that an accurate Owen Wilson impression? It's not bad. It's not bad. I rate that. Wow. Not as good as Clover impression, but I, yeah. I think you do the best Clover impression out there. <laughs> do I do the best Clover impression? <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to do a Paul Mallard one. It just didn't work. He, he's 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 too deep. He's too like. No, I can't do it. He's a real man. I'm not a real man. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't do it. Not saying that Clover's not a real man. He's, he's, yeah. Good save, any good save. Good save, yeah. Did I tell you? I mean, it sounds like we're reaching the end, but I'm writing a book. No, tell us about the book. I'm writing a book, and I estimate it will take me two years. um, And I mean that. So you probably won't sort of read it um, ever. 
because you, I don't know if you're keeping touch. Keep that is less than two, what you say? <laughs> um, yeah. Like, good word that you'll be dead within two years, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a book. Um, it's a critical book. It's a book criticizing, appraising, and evaluating uh, the doctrines of the Orthodox Church. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's um, it's it's come out it's it's come out of my mind as kind of a natural organic process. My fr a friend, well, my pastor from my old church, he left the church and he joined the Orthodox Communion, and he. Uh, yeah, he became Orthodox. And a lot of people in England don't know what the Orthodox Church is. I think we're very aware of what the Catholic Church is and what they believe. And I think when people see an Orthodox Church, they kind of say, oh, they're kind of like the Catholics of the East, which is so very far from the truth. Um, I think the reality is they kind of see us as, as like more similar to the Catholic Church than anybody else. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of exploring what they believe, why they believe it, how they've come to believe it, why there has been a rapid growth of kind of conversion, especially in America, from evangelicalism to orthodoxy, what the appeal is, and um, and, and why I'm I'm not orthodox. Wow. <laughs> Carry on the listening. Uh, wow. <laughs> I look forward to looking at that bookshelf or book on the bookshelf, wherever I buy it is up to date. The, it will be available on Amazon. I'm self-publishing it, so <laughs> it won't be a it won't be a big thing. Congregation members are just cringed on the inside. Of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. The first the first line of the book is, "What does beige smell like?" <laughs> Inspired. I don't feel qualified to get an answer. <laughs> Being colorblind, yes. <laughs> that <wasn't> <laughs> Yeah, no, double whammy. Okay, I'm doubly unqualified for that question. Double when did you wow. start writing it? When did I, I started writing it in the first lockdown. Um, so, so I'm kind of, oh, kind of getting there. Um, the whole beige, what does the beige smell like thing is more about how we have different views of, we have different ways of thinking in the West than we do in the East. And so we think in different categories. That's why a similar book hasn't really been written because it's quite a difficult topic to approach. You know, if you talk to, if you talk to an Eastern Orthodox Christian about if they think the Bible is the authority, they, they're not thinking in categories of authority. So it just doesn't, it doesn't work. The dialogue isn't really there. Excellent. Susanna, what do you want to recommend this week? Because, you know, Vinny's just recommended his book, which sounds... <laughs> <laughs> is that your recommendation? Your My recommendation. I can, I can recommend... I can, I'll, recommend a, I'll recommend a walking route. Um, so... If you live in Weston, this route is for you. What you need to do I live in is. Weston. Okay, do you know Chelsea Road? No. Oh, it's uh, got yeah. it. It's bar. Yeah yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So what you want to do is you want to go to the Parsons Bakery, pick up a really good price baked good with some coffee or tea, depending on your preference, and then you walk up Chelsea Road. You go through the gates that say dog walkers on it, and that is the Locksbrook Cemetery. Paul Mallard will love it. It's great. Mm. It's a really beautiful cemetery. Yeah, really kind of gothic. It's got a nice bench. Um, really interesting war graves. Um, it's a good time. I did it today with Tom. Um, my recommendation is I tried um, Manhattan. Is it Manhattan Burgers? Oh, yeah, the one on Whitcomb Parade. Yeah, I tried that recently and um, I really enjoyed it. The burger was actually really affordable. It was like £5 something. Yeah. Get some chips with it. And it was like a lunchtime deal. So it was like £8 for a drink and chips and a burger. No. Ne next time, try their milkshakes. It is Hello. banging. Strawberry Wait, milkshake. Strawberry. strawberry. Change your life. It'll change your life. I never buy milkshakes. but Mate, milkshakes are the one. Okay. So yes, and just generally, I think it's nice to go to support local 
businesses during lockdown when you can only get takeaways and stuff. Okay, Adam, what's your recommendation? Well, I've done two books now, so I'm going to go for a different medium. And I'm going to recommend Jungle Book, but not the, you know, semi-decent Disney uh, remakes of the modern era. I'm talking about the original 1967, according to Wikipedia, 2D animation art style. Quite possibly my favourite film, that or 101 Dalmatians. And if you're a parent and your kid hasn't watched this movie, then w- what are you doing, man? Like, that is my official encouragement to get yourself a copy of this, watch it, have a quality time. Like, bare necessities in itself is worth paying for just to watch that. that Should one- we sing it? Shall I sing it? No. Shall we, shall we sing it? Yeah, as what? a three... As a- now it's a solo. Why did you stop? Because <laughs> I, I don't know the lyrics. I don't I think we have reached the end of our podcast. How are we going to say goodbye? Should we do what they do in um, Pointless? Oh, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. Uh, it's goodbye from Vinny. It's goodbye. It's goodbye from Susanna. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.